You're listening to the best barbecue show, the show where we talk taste, and we're even cooking the best barbecue in the world, which is Texas barbecue. I'm here with Eric Faust, aka the Smoke Trail. What's going on? How's it going, dude? Good. How are you? Put the mic like right up. Yeah. Don't be don't be scared of it. Test one two one two. Testing one two three. Testing one two three. Uh, so we woke up what six a.m. You were up at what five thirty? You got you got to my house early. I snoozed a couple times. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I love the snooze. Uh, and we put up. Let's see. Oh, we went to H E B first. Yeah. And we're we got some ingredients for sauce. Yep. And uh, and then we picked up some meat. On the hunt for those spare ribs, the true spares. Yeah, right now we are in Dripping Springs, Texas. Uh, if you all don't know, I sell real estate during the day. That's what pays for the show. That's what keeps the best barbecue train rolling. And so uh, I sold a nice four acres out in Dripping Springs to some clients who we may or may not get on the show. I'll probably throw some video of them in. This property's uh, sick. Yeah. It's at the top of the it? hill. What are we great look, overlooking? The We're Barton overlooking Creek. Barton Creek and uh, just a ton of raw land that hasn't been developed yet. It will be eventually, but. It's gorgeous right now. So pretty. Blue and bonnets are out. Yeah, blue bonnets, flowering. Indian paintbrushes, all the springs just getting into, uh, into the swing of things. But uh, Eric here was nice enough to help me cater the housewarming party for these guys. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, he the least I can his, do for the guy that helps me out so much. Hell yeah. He's he's got his a uh, 500 gallon Austin Smokeworks pit. Yeah, Jimbo, yeah. Jimbo Glass, Jimbo thank Glass, you. John Lewis Senior. Thank it's the you. One, it's the one Jimbo Glass that isn't red. Yes, it's a non-red version. <laughs> and uh, and we've got what 12, 14 racks of ribs on there. Tw- yeah, I think we got like twelve racks of ribs, and twelve, 12 spares, birds. and then someone brought a couple. Uh, yeah, St. Louis. St. Louis on there too. And then a dozen yard birds cut in half. Oh, they're looking good. Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, Eric knows I like to cook everything snow style. I like to cook. Oh, that snow's chicken is so good. That snow's chicken is I'm just hoping incredible. this comes out half as good as that. And we'll be all right. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, the ribs look good. They got that nice kind of like red brown thing going. The mahogany? Yeah, the mahogany. We got exactly. the mahogany working right now. It's going nice. I cooked all the offal from earlier, uh, from all the chickens. So it's dedication. You really wanted to use it up. I like that. I yeah, I mean, I'm that. trying to use every piece. We used the pieces we trimmed off the spare ribs to... Yeah, we got those in the beans right the now. the beans, just... Giving those some flavor. I feel bad now because a vegetarian showed up. I know. No, the vegan, so there's always... Maybe we can lie to them and tell them the beans are good. <laughs> They'll be able to taste it. For sure. It's all pork in there. So, uh, I wanted to sit down and talk to you because you're a classically trained chef who is now in the barbecue game. I am. I am. I came up in the restaurant industry, uh, graduated from the Culinary Institute of America. Shout uh, out to Hyde Park, Tech, or New York. Hyde Park, New York. Yeah. Uh, we're, getting, we're getting heckled. This is a live show. <laughs> I love the heckle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the lady. Uh, yeah, so started working in restaurants. Got my butt down to New York City. Was working at Oriole for a while. Oriole is a, uh, is a Michelin progressive star? It's American fancy, right? restaurant, in New York. Uh, 
very local seasonal food. Gotcha. Uh, I worked with Dante Bacuzzi, was the chef there at the time. He's uh, with, uh, he's now gone on to back home. He's in Ohio. Ohio. Taking Dante Bacuzzi. That doesn't sound like a name from Ohio. Bocuzzi. No, he's from. It was Parma, Ohio. But I think if you asked him, he would say he's from Parma, Italy. Uh, good guy though. Gotcha. Uh, learned a lot, and then kind of had this chance to start going uh, to work as a private chef, uh, which has been great, and it's allowed me some time on the side to explore this hobby that I got into. Uh, after I met a family that was from Austin, Texas, I moved down here, fell in love with barbecue. The chef and me just wanted to explore it and learn about it more and more and more, and uh, eventually I found out about these smokeworks pits, and I just knew that that was the pit that I wanted to cook the way I wanted to cook. And uh, it took a little time, but after a couple years, I had some help from uh, Shane McBride, a chef up in New York, nice. put me in contact with Billy Durney up at Hometown Barbecue. <clears throat> and Billy was nice enough to reach out to um, John Lewis Jr. and uh, get me in touch with his dad, who was building these pits with Jimbo, and the rest is history. Um, I've got it. It's wonderful. I love it. It's just it cooks so nice. <laughs> we we have been uh, gently stroking it to uh, to to freedom here. Yeah, it's great breaking it in. This is one of the bigger events I've done so far, so it's nice to have a full pit. Yeah, working. we're gonna have like fifty plus uh, kind of local Austinites. Uh, yeah, it's a good little party. Yeah, there there's a if you hear it in the background. There's motocross a, track yeah, there's, going over there. These guys, as soon as they moved into the property, immediately dug up some dirt and made a motocross track. And they're going awesome. to move a tiny house out here. I, I like my clients. They're very unique. You have some cool clients, I got to say. This is like a super chill party. Yeah. Great people. It's going to get wilder once the bonfire starts and the weather cools down. I can't wait. We got a Coyotes dog. are going to come out tonight. We got a dog named Chief that we're making sure she's not getting into anything. But she's, she's our best friend because we keep feeding her yeah, little bites. She wants it. <laughs> eyeing that grease cup over there so yeah definitely the grease cup is the thing i'm most worried about that's just pure that's that's not good for anybody no that's not gonna end probably well. handle it i think we recovered ourselves though on the walk-in we gave them full disclosure on that full disclosure i apologize right now for anything so, that happens speaking of the full story uh you worked in manhattan for how long i was in manhattan for approximately three years i was Kind of running myself into the ground a little bit. I was working at Oriole full-time. I was working at the River Cafe in Brooklyn, helping out, doing, like, banquets there. And then I started cooking as a private chef part-time on the weekends on top of all that. Um, and Is it a secret who you cooked for? Uh, I, I guess Kind not. of? No. We could tell. Uh, a little bit. It's a guy. The guy. That guy it's in New York. Guy, that, you know that you know, guy. That guy. a lot of... Those He's Italian business movies. Famous mobster yeah. actor. But also a really funny actor. Makes a real sour face. Mr. Robert De Niro. Yeah. I had the honor of cooking for him for a couple of years, which was a lot of fun. And funny enough, you know, he is so into ribs. And this is prior to me really knowing about Texas barbecue. So how'd you cook them back then? Oh, and then sadly, I, I have to admit it, that they were in an, either, you know, in an oven, finished on a grill... I did what I had to do. If At least you I, didn't boil them. Yeah, I, no boiling, no. Never boil your ribs, please. Um, well, but that's that's the truth of most people's barbecue pilgrimage or barbecue journey is that 
Shit, I was cooking on a Weber with the snake method, you know? We all burn briskets. We've all kind of yeah, come yeah. from the worst recipes to find the best, which is Texas. I agree. There's only one way to get quote-unquote good is to... You're going to mess stuff up. It's part of cooking. It's a part of barbecue. That's just the way it works. Nobody magically turns on a stove and turns out the best food of their life on the first time. If you, you turn do, out some pretty good great. food, though. you got a lot of practice. I've got a lot of practice. I've been at it in my backyard for a long time. I started on a pellet grill. I had a little Traeger pellet grill. Nice. I used to go, the family that I'm with now, um, they're, I mean, they're incredible. They're from Texas. Coming down here, I learned about barbecue. And when we would go up to Maine in the summertime, I, my boss gave me the opportunity to start a small little barbecue business up there in the summer. Uh, and he gave me a little bit of money, and I got some equipment, and I brought what I knew at the time, which was about six or seven years ago, some Texas barbecue up to Islesboro, Maine. And people were into it, and they loved it, and I learned How'd a you lot. Cook that? I had a little Traeger pellet grill that I would load up. Shout um, out to Chad Ward and Diva Q. I would... Traeger Nation? Yeah, Traeger Nation. What's up? Giving me my first start to this world of barbecue. Doesn't matter where you start. Smoking meat. But seeing you with an offset just fits you so well, dude. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. I'm glad. I, I'm, I'm digging this style. I really like it. Uh, but yeah, I would go. We would, I used to call it going to America on Mondays. I would leave the island. Going and to I would America. go shopping for all the food that I needed as, you know, being a private chef. And we're working in this house. And you got steady group of people in the house that you're cooking three meals a day for. So I would go on Mondays, stock everything up. And while I was out there, I would go to the local butcher and get briskets, ribs, and pork butts. And I would come back. I think I, I would smoke, on Monday I would smoke, the Traeger that I had was a little bit smaller, so I could fit uh, two briskets at a time. So I would do two briskets on Monday, two briskets on Tuesday, uh, four pork butts on uh, Thursday, and then on Friday I would cook all my ribs off. And at the time, the way I had to do it was everything got cooled down, and on Saturday morning I heated everything up, and I went to this little stand, makeshift stand that I set up in the back of this parking lot, and I sold all the meat and you know would i do it that way now absolutely not but i did what i had to do uh and at the that time everybody loved it and so i did that for a few years and it was great and then you know i started watching the franklin videos and reading the book and i was like man i want to try this offset stuff out so i went to academy sports and i bought like a little what is that thing that they sell there the uh that like little mini offset um old country pits i yeah, think old country, it's an old country it. pit and With, like, the wagon wheels? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it was about the same size as the Traeger, but it had an offset pin on it. So it was my first kind of my entry into cooking with wood instead you know, of pellets. It surprises me that no one makes, like, a pellet offset. Like, the pellet grills, they have that kind of heating the element The Traeger in the looked like an offset, but, yeah, you're right. It, the firebox was right in the middle. They need to, they need to, someone needs to make that. I need to talk to my buddies at one of these offset companies. Or, uh, That's not a bad idea. Pellet grill companies. But so, I mean, the the beautiful thing is, you know, however you experience barbecue, it's, you know, whether it's a pellet grill, whether it's stick burners, you know, it's just good to get people into it. And yeah. I'm glad that, you know, each person that you fed some of that slow smoked meat, they all kind of, that, that little grill sparked a little spark for them. And now that Texas barbecue is taking over, that's more of them going, oh, 
I remember some guy cooked that for us back in the day. We got to got to go check that out. Maybe yeah. maybe even the smoke trail will be in New York sometime. Maybe someday. You never know. This uh, thing's on wheels, right? So. It can go anywhere. Uh, maybe it'll go to Islesboro, Maine someday. Go back up there for a little while. Are you gonna? Well, you said you go up there, so you're gonna take I it do. up there with you. I'm not this summer. Oh but come on, they're, dude! They're what are you gonna do on. with? Last summer, while this thing was weeks? getting bit. What built. are you gonna do for six weeks without <laughs> your your pit? I'm I'm gonna have you're gonna some have to like burn wood chips in an oven. I'm gonna be crying a lot. <laughs> Can I pull it with my Jeep? Let me borrow it. You can borrow it, by all means. If you could tow this Just with leave your Jeep, it in my driveway. We'll set it up in driveway and you can keep her greased up. And I need, I need to like throw a bigger party if I'm going to do all this. Yeah, you can definitely throw a bigger party. This, thing this is one's like a just party getting machine. warmed up, dude. People are rolling in every few minutes. It's just the sound of bikes coming like up it. the driveway. Yeah, the sound and of then bikes. somebody new shows up. <laughs> it's awesome. It's, well, uh, <laughs> these ladies are all part of the Lita's, which is an international club of... Oh, you I know, didn't know that. Motorcyclist. Oh, cool. Yeah, my lady included. Oh, and, cool. Uh, she's, I think she's wearing her Lita shirt. She's repping the cause, but, you know. Learning you know, stuff every day. It's uh, it's fun. Everyone's got a knife on their hip and a cowboy hat and boots. Don't forget the boots. Yeah, it's just a, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much the most underdressed. They actually made some shirts for the event. I'll have to cut those in, too. They're pretty what fun. You, what are you rocking today? Guest family? Yeah, guest family. Guest family I like the back. I like it. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's a nice Read shirt. Read it. Old school Texas barbecue, the same kind Jesus ate. That is one of the best lines I've seen. Yeah, guess goes hard. <laughs> They're the ones great. I had that Santa Maria at uh, Texas Monthly. Oh, nice. Awesome. That crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down in the front. different steps. Yeah, down yeah, in front. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. That was super good. Oh, what are they serving over there? The, um, I think I got there just as they started bringing stuff out, but... Uh, whatever I ate there, I just remember it being really good. <laughs> I remember it was good. <laughs> Anyone who hasn't been to Texas, monthly, it's kind of a mad dash. So yeah, you just gotta guys. remember so if it was good or not. Food that day, <laughs> I remember uh, everything was good. It was all. I good. remember Sheldon. Sheldon's a uh, Death Star. Yeah, that, that thing is a beast. God, cook tortillas and beef and everything. Plus, that then put the barbacoa awesome. in. Oh, oh, that is awesome. And he like Death laser Star. cuts different <laughs> grates for it and stuff. That's sick. I'm gonna check that out a little bit more. So give us, tell me a story, dude. Tell me about you're in Manhattan, you're cooking for Robert De Niro. Come on, give me something. There we got it. Has to be some wild story, y'all. A bunch of chefs getting in trouble. One of the coolest stories up there. I I had to kind of pitch myself just to believe that this was going on. Was him and kind of his crew. I'm not going to name all the names of friends that were there, but needless to say, there was some pretty awesome people there. People that I've looked up to, being a movie buff. For sure, uh, man. You know, just it's hard to keep your cool around those guys. No, it wasn't too bad because they were all so chill. It honestly just felt like it's just people. They're just people. That's all. And they're super nice. Everybody was super chill. And I'm in the kitchen cooking. Uh, Harvey Keitel was a big fan of ribs, also, and he would come in the kitchen, and it was not unlike him to just plow through 50 percent of whatever. Did he wolf ribs them were, down? Wolf them down. I remember long hair, and him bending over and just. All you would see is hair and arms, and there was like a feeding frenzy around yeah. the ribs. And then he just his head. And would then come he would up. come up and throw the hair back, and his hands would be full of sauce. So you'd be like, uh, "Like you need, a, you want a paper towel?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another man, a few words, and they'd be out. And you look out, and there these guys are all just hanging around the pool table, smoking cigars, drinking whiskey, like so chill. So why would you so why would you cool. quit doing that to do anything else? Um, it got to a point where I just thought maybe I should go back to restaurants. Uh, a lot of the friends 
that I kind of came up with were moving on and doing some super cool stuff in the restaurant industry. And I, w- I was young. I think I was like 25 at the time. And I just had that kind of thought of like, do I keep doing this or do I go back to restaurants? I felt like this was kind of the a time in my career to make a decision of what to do. And at that same time, I got introduced to these people that I'm working for now. And it's that was 12 years ago. And uh, coming to Texas was kind of like the my chef abroad. Instead of going to Europe, I came to Texas and I took on this cuisine that I knew nothing about, which was barbecue. And I just saturated myself in it and fell in love with it. And I, every time I do, now you're it, already I'm, planning pop-ups with the I, Texas barbecue guys. Yep, yeah, we've got uh, a couple of things planned that I'm hoping are going to happen. And, uh, well, John from Interstellar was blowing up your Instagram, so John, I must feel I'm good. looking forward to cooking with you and you know what i like about the interstellar crew is those guys are chefs too and they were on one of your shows recently and uh they're just such chill guys and have so much respect for what they're doing and with what they're doing at the noble sandwich company the chef and me i just want to keep things as simple as possible but make it delicious absolutely i mean sandwiches come on who doesn't enjoy a sandwich and those sandwiches that those guys make up there are oh my god dude the best sandwiches Ever. They're, they're so good. They're, it's, it's good meat, cooked well. I think I started telling John, um, and John, I don't know if I finished the story with you, but I can tell you now, uh, is when you started uh, your sandwich shop and I started doing the smoking stuff, I thought, man, how cool it'd be to pair barbecue with uh, a great sandwich. You know I mean? How many great barbecue sandwiches are there out there? But let's kind of take our chef backgrounds. I, mean, I make a lot of great barbecue sandwiches. But yeah, yeah you are the sandwich more. <laughs> Hashtag Sando? Hashtag sandwich. <laughs> sandwich. There it is. Meat so stack is I just thought it would be so cool. And those guys, I just always looked up to those guys because they did such great stuff. And uh, they used to put on these little dinners in their shop once a month. And I had was lucky enough to get to go to one of them. And I just knew, man, these guys are awesome. Their food's great. So let's try to do this. And uh, then, sure enough, Interstellar was born about the same time, and they uh, beat me to that thought. But uh, And you just went out there. You, I just went out there. The week? food was fantastic. Uh, jalapeno sausage was just... You, everybody needs to go eat that sausage. It's mind-blowing. It's so good. Uh, I love that he just took the flavor of the jalapeno, and instead of just making it this like chili-head sausage that'll just blow your you know mind from heat... He just took that flavor and captured it in the sausage, like, perfectly. It's so well, good. Anyone can make something too spicy, right? Yeah. I, I'm not, personally, I'm not a heat guy. It doesn't sit well with me. So I don't really cook with a lot of heat in my with my food. So I love the flavor of the jalapeno, but I don't like the heat. It just, it's not my thing. So to have it done like that was perfect and uh the buddy that i was with too he's not a jalapeno guy and he was like man the one thing i didn't want to eat today turned out to be the best thing i ate today so that was pretty cool i love when something like that happens with food wait so did you tell us a crazy new york story i think we, we skipped past it well just kind of harvey in the kitchen eating like crazy being a mad got you didn't uh, you didn't get into some trouble like wake up i've i've definitely had like a night where I woke up I've got at some the end of a train I, line. I don't think I want to share on this Because I fell asleep on the subway. You know, uh, I had to many ride all nights. the way back. The nights that you get out of work, it's 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. You're getting on like the 4, 5, or 6 back to Brooklyn. And 
you go out, you have a few drinks with the guys totally. after, you know, you kind of get the mind set for wake a day Wake up in off. Coney Island. You wake up, yeah, exactly. You <laughs> wake up in Coney Island. You're like, where am I? And you're like, oh, fuck. And then you Coney look across the way and you, you, sit you back run and down, jump on another train. Again. <laughs> you you wake back up in Manhattan where you started. And it's At like least I don't charge you every time morning, you switch. You're like, oh, God, I should get in the cab and go. I just want to sleep. Yeah, ah. Uh, those are those are some fun times. New York will always have a special place in my heart. Uh, some of the best times. My were favorite spent night was uh, in New York. you know how the, all the seats are plastic. Yeah, there was like, there was literally there was probably ten or fifteen of us, and then this like bachelor party, young dudes in suits came on, and we're all just like shit. We were all just looking at each other like, are you are you just shit faced and ready to go to bed? Yeah, me too. And but like. <laughs> We're all we're we're all kind of hanging out, but there's kind of this bubble that no one's crossing, and it's that this one seat, and there's this just mystery bl- brown puddle on one, <laughs> one of those orange seats. No, and we all just like we're like I don't know what it is, I don't want to go near it. Like the train was going st- stable enough that it never spilled, oh, but it was just no. kind of sitting there floating on one of those plastic oh. seats and and no one was willing no, to get within I'm surprised there was even anybody in that cart. You always know when you get in that empty subway cart, you're like, oh God. Why is, why this, is this one empty? Why is why there nobody there? in here? Something. <laughs> what is it? And you know, if you're lucky, like the AC's out, right? You're just yeah. like, all right, it's hot, but there's always some smelly, oh yeah. my goodness. Have you heard the new Adam Sandler? No. He's got a great... uh, Is that like stand-up? He just released like one of his new uh, albums. Oh, really? You know, when he did like The Goat and all that stuff. You know, I I don't remember. He made a new one of those? He made a new one. It's out. just just Those are my favorite growing up. I played one for my dad and he... I think he... Immediately lost respect for me. He's like, "Great, yeah, this seems funny." You Whatever. either love him or you hate him. Yeah. But the, I love him. Well, I played the uh, the weird principal speech for him. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. And he was just looking at me like, "You're at a different level, my son." Oh, it's great. Little Nicky was that the one with Little Nicky? That's such like, a weird one. Oh God. Well, the new one is about like one of the, one of them. There's so many on there, but is the Uber driver, the smelly Uber driver. When you get in the car, that's and one the of Uber his. driver just oh, nice. he does a nice little song with it. Your boy John uh, from what's it? Bread and bread and spread. Bread and spread. John Coppola. He's he, he, he killing kept, it up there. When we were at so Eric does this pop up at uh, the Civil Goat, which is yeah. a coffee shop here in Austin. Yeah. Shout and, out to the Civil Goat. And they miraculously even have a real goat, and it they comes do. and annoys the crap out of us. Butters comes around, and most of the time he's pretty chill. And I gotta the people that. Go there, know that Butters is gonna. There's get an understanding so, when yeah, you go there's to the goat that there's a goat. There's a goat. He likes to get in your stuff, but he's cool. But John was like, "Hey, goat! Hey, like goat!" Like <laughs> <laughs> like Adam Sandler. We did that for the rest of the weekend. We were quoting Adam Sandler. Luckily, the goat has been kept at bay. But that yeah. first that first yeah. pop up was a was a nightmare. That was that was hard. But Butters is cool. I love you, Butters. Just stay out of my pickles. Yeah. <laughs> Please stay out of my pickles. Stay out of my pickles and. He's not that big. That's the nice thing. He's not that big. So whenever he tries to mess with me, I just push him out of the way. You can man- manhandle him. Yeah. I know how to speak nature, which is I'm you bigger than goat? you. Get out of the way. Can you give me a little example of what goat I'm sounds like? that dog at bay, man. I'm surprised. I thought you're doing a good job. The... You're doing a really good job. Yeah. I keep well. I just feed her a little bit, and then I and then I explain to her. I'll, I'll keep feeding you. You just don't cause any trouble. You are a jack of all trades, man. <laughs> I speak Amazing nature. I told you. real estate agent, barbecue show host, and now dog whisperer. Yeah. I watched a lot of that Caesar Milan. I, although I heard that show's fake. I heard he lives in Austin. Oh, really? Yeah. Everyone lives in Austin. Everybody Tim Ferriss moved here. Uh, 
a bunch of the guys. I, th- I heard one of the guys from uh, Spirit, not Spirit, that weird like uh, CW show about the like CW, like the the demon fighters, Spectre. What's you got it called? me. I have spirited. I'll think of it. Anyways. Anyway. So you left Manhattan. Left what? Manhattan for Austin. It was a hard decision. Two years ago? Uh, my wife and I had just gotten married, and my boss was moving back here. We were in the middle of a recession in New York, so there was not really much in the private chef world going on. New York's going there. down. Texas is going up. Texas was booming. And I knew that I loved Austin. Um, I just had to kind of convince my wife a little bit that it was a good move. But as soon as she came down here, she fell in love with it. And uh, we've had two kids since we've lived here, Vivian, Vivian and, and Jack. Jack. And I have two little Texans now. Nice. And they they're are sweet, loving though. it. They're great. They're not. They're not shit kickers yet. Not Although yet. You Jack put on his first boots the other day. Oh he's, really? He's a cowboy boot guy now. Nice. He had a cow pair of cowboy boots on, uh, sweatpants, a t-shirt, and his bathrobe. He wore it to school the other day. It was a solid outfit, but Dude, that, he was that, happy. That, eight more Texan than that. <laughs> he was a happy dude. And we're so, gonna bring him to the rodeo next week, and uh, I think Vivian's gonna ride a sheep for the first the time. Austin she's rodeo? Little, yeah, she's gonna do a little mutton busting. Is it still here? I thought it was. It's it out for at like the, weeks. Yeah, it's here for like two, almost three weeks. Crazy. It's like three weekends or something. I was supposed to go to the barbecue competition. I missed it completely. Yeah, I, I, same it's here. It's been a busy March, dude. Yeah, March uh, has been busy. All my businesses are. April's gonna be up. even busier, <laughs> especially after talking on this show. I'm gonna yeah. Well, I mean, you've already gotten like seven or eight people. Like, yeah, hey, people do you do, are. Will you do? Can you do this more? And yeah. you're like, yeah. It's they not, haven't the even tasted the food. It's like the smoker. They see yeah. this thing and it's just like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> can you come to <laughs> my party? My, I want you to do my party. <laughs> can you? Th- this is awesome. <laughs> hey, well, at least you know we're really testing the the limits. <laughs> of it's like modern art. I mean, look at this thing. I mean, it's a work of art. It's beautiful. Yeah, I think guys, if, if we didn't have microphones and cameras on, p- more people would be coming over here. Probably. They're like, oh they my got, God, what's going on over there? Yeah. Let's go take a picture. I thought someone would come heckle us or something. I got a lot of well, friends Well, we here, did so. in the beginning. Yeah. Sahara. They're nice. Gave us a solid heckle. Oh, she's... Uh, she's she's drinking that angry she's orchard. Fall- she, it's making her you, angry. If you've seen any footage from Memphis in May or half the places I've been, she's been the camera woman. So I won't, I'm not going to burden her with that anymore. The show's gotten further enough that I don't have to... Uh, make my lady shoot everything. <laughs> Very kind of you. <laughs> she looks like she's enjoying the party. The so. survival of our, of our relationship depends on me not, you know, making her do, making her be my sidekick all the time. She comes on the trips though, so she enjoys That's that. Awesome. She gets to just eat barbecue. That's and, perfect. I mean, and she's made so many friends now that she's like, kind of a like a secret, you know, bar- barbecue royalty. Memphis and May. What was that like? Uh, it is. There's 300 teams. Okay. A hundred of them. Probably never turn in anything. Wow. Um, probably fifty to seventy-five of them are, are the ones that like actually place, and then the rest is just a party. That's awesome. It's, it's surprisingly wild. Like people build these like three-story scaffolding parties. Yes. That you have to. It's kind of like Houston rodeo. Like you have to kind of know people. Is it hard like, to get a bite? Uh, sometimes, yeah. But there's a bunch of places selling stuff too. There's a lot nice. of that, like corn dog. Nice. Uh, Carny food bullshit. Nice. There's also you're in Memphis, so you can like we, we rode our motorcycles, so we and uh, I made friends with the guy, showed him our media pass at the gate, so he let us park right inside the gate. Nice. So we could just jump on our bikes and we'd run and get hot chicken or whatever in town. That's Coffee. Awesome. It was good to take a break and not be too far from everything. Nice. Shane McBride from um, I'm can't think of his as the sound of the bikes. Yeah. Firing them up. So many bikes. 
they are going to be up there competing in Memphis in May with his team. And nice. uh, I'm going to try to sneak up there this year and check it out. Sounds For sure, like it's going to be a lot of fun. Come through. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to ride motorcycles this year, but I'll definitely be there. I will not be there on a motorcycle, but uh, <laughs> Me it's fun thinking about. The ladies, we basically ran the, the ladies' motorcycle into the ground there <laughs> and back. By, 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 by the time we got there. That's a good just, ride from Austin. Well, it just didn't want, her bike didn't even want to do like highway speed, but it was great because we just took back roads the whole way. It took a nice. little longer, but uh, it's perfect. I'd rather, I'd rather like go 55 barbecue. than 75. Just don't yeah, rush exactly. it. Hey, Chief. Chief likes hanging with us. So we took a quick break, check on the fire. Things are going good. Did some glazing, did some rotating. <laughs> this 500 is a, it's a little bit of work to keep running. Yeah. I mean, barbecue is a little bit of work, right? I love, I love hard work. Mm. It ain't for no wimps. Making a podcast every week is hard work. Yeah. Everything barbecue is hard work. It's cooled off a little bit. I put on my Luke's Inside Out. I like that. It's a good shirt. You've obviously been working on the pit more, so you're still in a t-shirt. Yeah. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling that hill country air. Black we had a pistol little fire. too. We had to put up a tent. Yeah. <clears throat> Recovered well. It's a nice crowd gathering. Yeah, it's what cool. What do you think? We've got like 30, I'm excited by the time. 40, 50. 30, 40 people now. We don't even know. There might be. We're on four acres, so there might be a, a grip of people hanging out the behind the cedar trees. <laughs> it smells good. Oh, it smells great. Not just the smoker either. Made some fresh good. barbecue sauce. Yeah, we got some. Yeah, got all kinds of Texas herbs and spices happening. We sent out the chicken wings as a little teaser taste. Everybody, yeah. chicken wings, a little skirt steak, mini tacos. Going Everyone's on. watching us. Like, are these? Is there food cooking? Are these guys just like? Sitting sit under a tent, talking to microphones. Yeah, are they just here to sit in front of a tent? So we talked about New York. <clears throat> we talked talk about, about you York. coming to Texas. Yep. We're in Texas, enjoying this amazing state. I love it down here. Yeah. Uh, as much as I miss New York, I couldn't be in a happier, better place than where I am right now. Well, and as I kind of get into this barbecue stuff, just meeting people involved in this barbecue world as you guys call it the barbecue family barbecue um, fam just Hashtag barbecue fam it really it's all true everybody's just so super cool super super cool and you you took a class from dylan taylor and you've been going around yeah. learning all kinds of stuff about barbecue i've been kind of trying to figure out this texas sausage game for a while and i was not having the best of luck so i reached out to dylan and dylan uh was kind enough to have me come in and teach me some of the stuff that he knows about making sausage and uh, I had a ton of fun. He's awesome. He's got a ton of knowledge from everywhere that he's worked and uh, just an overall super guy. What, uh, without giving away, t I know, I know you, you, you paid a hefty price for those secrets. Did, did you, uh, without giving anything away, you have, you have any tips or uh, suggestions for those who like to uh, make sausage? Mess with sausage? Keep your meat cold. Keep the meat cold? Keep the meat cold. Ooh, that's a good tip. Great tip. I've been in a lot of sausage rooms, and they're all, uh, they're all actually, uh, they're all refrigerated. Yeah. At Franklin, they, it is. At Miller's. At most places, they actually work in a refrigerated room, so. That is the way to do it. When you're making sausage, to be in a refrigerated room like that will help immensely. Just even from, like, my cooking background and doing charcuterie and messing around with sausage, you know, that wasn't necessarily. In New York, you know, it's funny. When I... I've never really thought about this until just now, but my first exposure to smoking was this rickety old little cold smoker that we had in the basement at Oriole. And thinking how we used to do that. How did, how did that cold smoker work? 
I don't know if they ever actually let me cold smoke stuff. I, I never but got like, did it. Was it electric or did it, it work on wood? Or? It, it had a little, I believe there was a little electric element in there. They may have even just turned this old holding box that they had into this smoker. So like I don't really know. Kind of, yeah, something like that. And they would put some, you know, they probably soak the chips and burn them, lay them on fire. And, oh, man. What were we doing back then? But. You know, we made some smoked we salmon. Lost, it was great. You know, it's kind of like, you know, every person who makes a mistake should be able to get forgiveness and redemption. Like, those of us who, you know, we, we tried to get into barbecue and made a few mistakes, you know, it's it's time to just to, to forgive everyone and say, you know, Texas barbecue's the way to go. When you get here, it's good, but whatever That's path, what's so cool matter. about barbecue right now is, and I've kind of been thinking about this for a little while, is I'm seeing it, I'm seeing chefs. You know, like myself, like John at Interstellar, yeah, uh, Aaron Franklin and Tyson Cole teaming up and doing Loro, yeah, seeing barbecue and chefs get in bed together is awesome, and it's happening, and it's making smoky love. Oh my god, it's just making beautiful things, and I think we're just at the tip of the iceberg right now of what we're gonna see. As this kind of progresses, um, you were saying uh, your your secret wood guy was a uh, was was shipping, or he met some guys at the docks in Houston to bring them uh, post oak, and they were yeah, taking they were it to Dubai or something. S- Dubai, Saudi Arabia, yeah, somewhere, and it's spreading all over the world. And I've heard about at least one smoker going to uh, the Middle East, and definitely a few pitmasters yeah. going out We've there. We've seen uh, Millscale just sent some out to Holy Smoke in Sweden. Oh yeah, and they've Sweden got some new also. stuff going on out there. Holy smoke! Uh, I, I I gotta get out there. That they're killing it, and they're awesome. only open like two or three months a year. Cause yeah, it's so cold there. They're just doing awesome stuff. I've heard great things. Um, where else did I see stuff going? They're they're going all over the place. Yeah, we, there's a there's rumors there's rumors that? of a Texas barbecue place opening in Bordeaux. Wow. There's there's a there's Blackett Barbecue in Italy. Wow. And there may be more opening in Italy. Uh, our friend. Moro Chifari, yeah, Max from uh, Franklin. Up, Max? Actually, he just moved to Staten Island. He's about to be. He's actually, I think, he's helping out at the Truth pop up. That's a, a benefit for uh, Bees Brian Cracklin. Furman, Bees Cracklin Barbecue yeah, just had a right. fire, and so Bees Bees Cracklin Brian's going to be there. Uh, Louis Louis Miller, aka uh, Wayne Miller from Louis Miller Barbecue. That's an all star lineup. You uh, just started. Yeah, Matt Horn. Leonard, obviously, because it's his restaurant. Who else? I'm missing one. Oh, Elliot Moss. Elliot Moss from and, uh, Buxton Bert. Hall. And Bert and from Bert. Slab, a.k.a. Trudy's Underground, a.k.a. who knows what. That's going to be a hell of a meal, boys. And I wish I was going to be there. I, I'm going to do everything I can to get there. <laughs> I don't want to miss that one. I love it. I know. Well, these guys My don't realize don't. I can edit everything out, so nice. everyone's shy to come over here. <laughs> edit, edit, edit. Well, I have a little button on here. I can mark the sound. So oh, nice. It tells me. That's how the magic happens. Look at that. Oh, there's so much stuff. It's the magic black box. Back in the day when we used to do like skate BMX videos, you just wave your hand in front of the camera. And that's <laughs> when you know where to cut. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. What were we talking about? Elliot Moss. Elliot Moss. The guys Barbecue, that are doing the uh, fundraiser for Bees Crackling. Wayne Miller from Louis Miller Barbecue. Yeah. It's going to be a great, great meal for a great cause. And uh, I can't wait to see what what turns out of that one i'd love to get 
some of my uh, chef boys together and do like a little do something. I gotta get John got down here from Bread and Spread. Bring some of his. Uh, maybe we'll smoke a porchetta. Put it in a sandwich. Yeah, do some pastrami, dude. Ah, oh, pastrami, dude. That's gonna be the next bar. The next bow is gonna be something pastrami yeah, related. Pastrami bow. Yeah. So pastrami for all of bow. you who haven't been to the smoke trail, which is not a lot, because what you've done three pop ups now. Two. I've only two done pop-ups. two pop ups. Uh, he does beef cheek. He smokes it, slow smokes it, and then puts it into bao, which is what like a rice. It's bun? like a it's a Taiwanese hamburger bun. Yeah, it's like steamed and it's and steamed soft and chewy. It's soft, super good. little sweet. And you put that salty, tender meat in there, and it just is a match made in heaven. So I kind of came up with this idea of taking something like barbacoa, but instead of shredding the the beef cheek up, I just slice it and then try to put in some of the traditional garnishes. Uh, cilantro, I've been doing pickled white onion, and I uh, made a lime mayonnaise that I oh, yeah, put that in there with it good. just to kind of give it, round out some flavors. And I'm happy with it. I think it's coming along. The barba bao. Barbabao. As I've been calling it. Uh, I think that's a win. I think anything it turned into a sandwich is a win. In fact, uh, I have a few friends who are convinced that everything is a sandwich, even cake. Yeah. You know the, the prove me wrong guy? Cake is a sandwich. Prove me wrong. I like it. I like this because it's perfect. Like Everyone's kind of streaming in right before yeah. the food's ready. Yeah. This they is... said two. Everyone's showing up at six. I love it. Yeah. This Texas is... style. Weekend Warriors. It's happening. They're about to get their minds blown, I hope. Oh, man. I can't wait. It's going to happen. So let's see. Where were we? So we're going to take the pop-up. We're going to see where that goes. Uh, I've got to my private chef career is going to take me up to Maine this summer for a couple of months. Uh, So things will kind of quiet down over the summer with the pop-up. But uh, when we get back... uh, If it's up to me, you're going to be barbecuing full-time. Yeah, that would be... I'm going to use all my marketing skills and social media connects and... If I it can do this the right weekend. way and we can get some people doing this stand and I can keep doing the private chef thing and... Shit, if I have to serve and, and back you up, I'll do it. That'd be awesome. Anytime. I'm and if anyone is in the Austin area and wants to uh, look for some part-time work, yeah, you're, you're looking for someone to kind of help you out. Reach out to me. Register, I'd maybe, to maybe learn a little bit about barbecue. If you want to be a part of this uh, barbecue dream, uh, I think we could have a lot of fun together doing this. Uh, I think it's got a lot of potential in the neighborhood that we picked out is kind of a barbecue wasteland. So yeah, it's a total, there's nothing there. Nothing. And it's one road in and out of the neighborhood, so no one can really leave or go in without seeing your sandwich board and your big your big 500-gallon Austin Smokeworks. Smoke. We're there. Shout out to Jimbo. Jimbo, thank you. Jimbo's uh, on the list to get on the show. Yeah, we're gonna get him on here. There's a lot of shy guys. There, yeah, everybody's a little shy. I can understand being a little shy. I mean, you know, brings a little attention to you. Throw some sunglasses on and just talk. It's cool. (laughs) It's not really sunny anymore, but you're good. We're good. Nobody knows. So, Jimbo, looking forward to having you on here when showing everybody, telling everybody your story. uh, Well, until then, tell us your story, dude. Tell us how did you. uh, how did you, did you connect through John Lewis well, and Billy Durney to yeah, get, to, so this, it to, was get a, to Texas or what? The day was kind of funny. There was uh, one of those late spring blizzards up in New York. So I had a meeting set up with a chef and I just kind of knew I needed to connect the dots. I knew the first chef I was going to talk to, Shane McBride, um, was good friends with Billy Durney. And I knew that Billy and John were buddies. So I just thought, you know, let me... Let me run up there and see if I can connect these dots and just try to 
get this pit in the works. I was having a little trouble just getting through to those guys, but I am persistent. What can I say? So uh, nothing Meat was going to stop cannot me. cannot be stopped. I cannot be stopped. I was not going to be stopped. So, uh, you know, my buddy John offered to drive me over. I was running a little late, and he brought me over to meet Chain, and Chain was kind of in a rush running over to Balthazar, and he was super behind because of all the snow that they just had, and I didn't think that the meeting was going to be able to happen, but thanks to John having his car there, we were able to have Shane hop in the back of the car, and we had a quick little 10-minute meeting from one side of the city to the other and back of John's car, and he was super nice and introduced me to Billy, and uh, the next day I went over to Hometown Barbecue, and Billy Can't wait, dude. Was I bet that place is cool. Just the hospitality was incredible. He just sat me down. I, I believe he said, I'm going to do for you what I do for all my friends that come in here. And I sat there and just ate my way through his menu. And it was one of the best barbecue meals I ever had. Nice. And uh, he reached out to John and said, you know, there was somebody looking to have a pit built. And that was it. That was history. I reached out. John uh, was kind enough to send me his dad's number, and uh, his dad and I talked a few times, and I think he saw the passion behind me and agreed to put one together for me. It was going to be one of the last ones he was ever going to make uh, while he was a part of Austin nice. Smokeworks, and uh, Jimbo is kind of taking the lead on it now, and he's building these dream machines, and uh, they're great. They're, they cook like a dream. Uh, that's it. That now it's here, and we're hosting this sick party, and everyone else <laughs> is going to get to taste how good this got, food is in here. No one's getting antsy yet, which is nice because everyone no, kind of just enjoying got here. their beverages. They're kind of settling in. There's kegs and Bloody Marys, and yeah. sponsored by Tito's. There's a lot sponsoring this party, actually. I'm blown away. My friend uh, Casey's uh, very resourceful. Yeah, I, this whole being sponsored thing is yeah. new to me. So, well, listen, she's got to show me the way. As 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 a uh, as a realtor who likes to throw parties, I'm going to try to kind of incorporate as many housewarming sponsored parties as I can into uh, my business now. People who are willing to do smart. it. You know, some of my clients are shy; they just want to have a little party. I'll buy you know all the drinks or whatever. You know, I like to I like to support the party, but this time I knew I could go big, so I called you. Thank you. I'm glad you did. With the big smoke. I mean, how Texas? This is as Texas as it gets, right? Dude, we are in the. These guys the are breaking in their land. They, what, he had a yeah. bobcat out here? They had a bobcat. They just made a bunch of dirt trails. Motocross just, track. We literally just drove. We were the first people to drive down the road they created to get <laughs> out here. This used to be, uh, they kept horses out here, the, the oh, previous owners. Awesome. Now the horse barn's a little honky-tonk bar. There's a little it's pen over there. stepping going on We over keep there, all right? the children in. <laughs> Keeping them safe. Uh, we made some snacks, and now we're, we're real close to, uh, to serving. I can't wait to pull this meat off. Oh my god! This is gonna be delicious. Serving fourteen racks of ribs, whole bunch of chickens, yard birds. Do we need to? Do we need to do any, do any resting here? Or we're just gonna. I always like to let the meat the rest. The so maybe we'll throw them in a hotel pan for a yeah. minute. Okay. We got them ready, and they're gonna sit and just get delicious for a little while before yeah. these guys break into it. We'll I don't think they're gonna a, know what hit them. We'll set up the tables. I'll set up a bunch of cameras. You guys, I can probably cut in a time lapse right now of everyone eating and just having a good time. I got a lot of friends out here and. Uh, a lot of them have don't, don't even know. See, one of the things I did when I created the podcast is I didn't, I didn't like spam my friends about it. So a lot of them kind of know that I'm doing it, but they don't really get it. So gives them a nice chance now, to see you doing yeah, this. Seeing it now, they're like, oh, like he has a podcast. Like it's real. <laughs> I like that you took the time. Kind of, 
I, I don't remember at what number. God, you're creeping up to 100 now. Yeah. This is, this is 99, dude. Wow. Yoni, what are you going to do for the 100th episode? Know. It might be a big deal. You get it a might spoiler? Just be another episode. A little something? I, I don't even, at this point, I don't even know. I've been so busy that I'm like just cranking them out as I can record them. I love listening. Uh, Thanks. It's one of the best parts of the week is doing a little prep in the kitchen, listening to the best barbecue, hearing what's going on in the community. Uh, it's a great way for me to just kind of, you know, my early barbecue journey. This has been a fun way for me to even learn things, yeah. hearing guys talk about, you know, things that have been messed up or things that went well. This has been so helpful to me. So I'm well, glad I could be on the show now. It's kind of cool. And honestly, it's like, I still, people still tell me, I, I went out to Fox Brothers and John from Fox Brothers and Craig, they were like, yeah, we like your show, man. It's like amazing to me. Every time someone tells me, I'm like, oh yeah, people listen to it. Like. I just keep, I'm so busy doing it, I forget that, like, people enjoy it. It's great. The barbecue community in Texas here reminds me a lot of, like, the line cook community in New York. Where you just have these super dedicated guys that are doing it right and working really hard every day and just learning from each other. And, you know, Texas is so big and spread out, it's hard for everybody to kind of get together. And in a way, you bring us together by having people on and getting to hear what's going on with them. And Well, and that's, that's the secret that I've realized is that, oh... I've always, you know, I sell real estate and I meet a lot of people and I love, I love meeting people, you know, and I've realized, oh, I can actually introduce some barbecue people to each other. Like that episode 24, the big round table we had with Dylan and and Clay, that was the first time Brendan and Clay had ever shook hands. I remember that. And in that moment, I, I didn't realize to the point I have now, but it was kind of the first spark. And then I was like, oh, I need to get more pitmasters to meet each other. I need to help connect the barbecue community to itself because everyone works so much that they don't even get to see each other. So I th- I've been throwing these Meat Man meetups. Yeah. Uh, so I, I oh, had yeah, one at Hayes had County. One. That's right. And we're going to have one in, in Houston. So anyone who wants to join us who's a barbecue, it's an industry only. You know, if you're a pitmaster, you own a restaurant, you do pop-ups. I'm trying to keep it. You know, we, we don't want these guys to get mobbed with just, you know, people if you want to see them go to the restaurant but if you want to hang out with some other pitmasters and meet some people it's a great idea i've got a i've got a long list and it's only getting longer and we're gonna have some cool hosts Sign me up. you you know come on <laughs> i'm gonna know, be there you heard about it before i even <laughs> sent out the invitations i think i think i sent the invitation to you before i even finished it yeah i sent it, it out and i sent it to michael and he's like oh can you change these two things and i was like oh, okay <laughs> That's awesome. I'll make it a little prettier. <laughs> my design work is not as good as my podcast work, I'll be honest. I'm better at editing video than making flyers. But I can make a flyer that conveys a message at least. That's it. You got the point across. You got a lot of good people together. And really, truly, there's just so many good people in barbecue, and they should all meet each other, and they should all get to... I mean, just the conversations people get to have about distributors. You know, This gives people a chance. A lot of people have been getting these butchered, and in a negative way butchered, but these briskets that have slashes in them, or they're getting... Uh, briskets that are missing a ton of fat or have way too much fat and and I've been hearing these guys and they get to have this discussion where they say hey you got the same meat guy as me like we need to all talk to him and be like yo dude and uh, even uh, Mark uh, Black from Terry Black's he said he's actually been out to the plant and kind of said hey man you guys gotta he he looked at the assembly line and helped them kind of understand the process because if you want to keep sending briskets to Texas you gotta make them right you gotta cut them right because if if these guys that are going through 100, 150 briskets a weekend. It's incredible. Or a day, some of them. It's in- absolutely incredible. It's uh, a lot of meat. They have to, they, you know, they can't, they can't take time to fix all the mistakes that the, the distributors make. So, it's, you sure. know. 
We're helping everyone step up. Right? At the end of the day, it's just about communication and uh, getting everybody together in the same room is a great way to communicate with each other. And well, and it was great because uh, John Brotherton invited uh, Joanne and Jake from Blackboard, and that's how you know one of our most recent episodes happened. It, and you know, I didn't have any of their contact information, and I get to meet. You know, I got to meet Fox Brothers because I happened to be in Atlanta when Dylan and Lane and Jalen, who are opening Goldie's Barbecue, that's right. That's going to be. They were there cooking a whole hog with those guys. They're doing a pop up today, actually. Yeah, shout out right. to them. Yeah, hope and, it's going uh, well, guys. Those sure guys did a mad dash. I mean, they they didn't sleep driving all the way to Georgia, and they didn't sleep doing the whole hog. Then they're probably not sleeping. They didn't sleep last night to do this pop up. Like I don't know where where they sleep. Young blood energy. Yeah, they're I just love ripping it. around. They are. I am. It's inspiring. It's awesome. Get it, guys. And and it's great because everyone's just so psyched to be with each other. Unfortunately, I'm planning another uh, for all you Atlanta folks, Georgia folks. I'm planning another trip in April. So don't be mad that I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't able to see y'all. I know Phillips Barbecue, um, Socks, obviously Scott Dube. Nice. I'll I'll hit you guys up. Don't worry. Don't be mad. You'll be back. I can't see everybody all the time. It's hard. I'm I'm planning more travel. I'm 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 working hard on my real estate business. So if y'all know anyone moving or leaving Austin, and I can help them, I'd love to because all you know a lot of that helps fund this. Just looking at this, this property that you found for these guys, I would say you put in some hard work at what you do. Yeah, and doing well, a heck of a job at it. This was a this was a, a battle. We uh, you know, we had to we had to beat out three or four other people. Um, so my Got negotiation skills were put to work, and here we are. Let's see triumphant. if uh, your meat tastes as good as your right. real estate skills, which I, I think it will. I can't. I, I've watched. I've watched Clay cook so many of those ribs, and I think he'd be proud of what we did today. I think he's gonna be proud. Yeah, I texted him, and he and his only response to me was, uh, "Don't burn him." <laughs> I was like, thanks, Clay. It's a good, good bit. It's a good tip. Thanks, Clay. Yeah, well, on this thing, man, it's it's running nice. So running great. You know, you've made our job easy. We've been teaming up. You did a lot. You've been stoking the fire mostly. I've just been kind of telling you when it's off its uh, center. Trying. Keep checking. Well, so you've heard, you you listen to the show. What's your message to the fans? What's the message to the enthusiasts out there who love to cook and eat barbecue? I, I don't want to... S- <laughs> Pressure. I, I'm going to be a little cliche and just say have fun with it first and foremost because it is a lot of work and you really have to enjoy putting in this amount of work. Uh, but when you get to the end, it's so rewarding seeing all those smiles on everyone's face. and We're about to. Yeah, it's it's a great thing. But practice... Communicate with each other, talk to each other, tell everybody what you screwed up. Don't be afraid to admit that you messed something up. And Do you have a favorite story of a, a lesson, a screw-up, a mistake that you know taught you a lot about cooking barbecue? A favorite mess-up story. Or just cook, chef cooking in general? You ever just like forget about something and set the kitchen on fire? You know what's interesting is when I first started cooking briskets, I didn't know anything about trimming brisket. And I would smoke these briskets and we get this beautiful bark on there but i'd have so much fat on there and i tend to trim a little bit now when i cook my briskets i'm now hearing guys talk about not trimming briskets you can kind of take whichever road you want to take but well and they don't really come in consistently so when i think about the amount of fat that i (laughs) used to serve on some of those slices of brisket there was a lot of fat on them it was juicy though it was juicy it was delicious but you know i've learned you know 
a quarter inch, a half inch, whatever. It's just do what you like. Do what you think tastes good. Be confident. Yeah. Stand behind your food. And you're going to cook great food. And don't be afraid to make it easy. That's what we did. We were like, we're not going to stay all up all night. Let's just cook ribs and chicken. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Yeah. Just cook. Cook and feed people. And then when you have time, cook a brisket. When you have time, you know, throw something big on there that takes 12 or 14 or something. You know, we're talking time. about pulled pork and butts and all that. And it was, we were just like, you know what? It's Saturday. We're celebrating. We don't want to be, I, I didn't want to be red eyed and up all night. You know? We made good decisions. Yeah. A we good made really six, good seven decisions. hour cook, and that's all we need. And everyone's going to be happy. And that's. I'm happy. That's what it's all about. Everybody being happy, enjoying the time. Well, and do you think. Do you think there's really, there's not really a wrong way to do barbecue, even though I love Texas barbecue. You know, if you want to sauce it up, if you want to cook hot and fast, I think just cooking over fire is really where it's at. It's what and makes the barbecue it fun. fam means all that. And that's what keeps it interesting, too, in not eating the same thing everywhere you go. If everybody does the same thing, it's going to kind of get boring. But yeah. everybody being, we're all unique people, so why not cook your food unique, too? Yeah, and I mean, in in other countries, barbecue means all kinds of things. So, we just because I'm dying I love to put Texas some zatar spice on yeah. a brisket. I had some zatar. Are you on a brisket? Next brisket, I'm all gonna right. put some zatar on it. See what happens. You know, I like that you're kind of you know in the modern uh, barbecue family, so you're willing to try lots of things. You know, barbecue bow and all this stuff. Yeah. So it's really it's truly fun to see you jumping on the scene and. You know, I've been kind of lighting the fire under your ass to you get have. out there. I appreciate it. I need that. <laughs> I need that fire. Well, because some people come in and they're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, dude, you have a 500-gallon smoker. Just go cook it. Meet people. Like, It's kind of like buying a Harley. As soon as you buy a Harley, you can get the Harley jacket. You can get the boots. You can get all that stuff. Yeah. Like, You don't need some magic invitation. Don't wait for people to invite you. Just come. Cook, cook some barbecue, delicious chicken. Eat barbecue. Start there. Go to ribs. Keep going. Get your brisket down. Right? You've just been yeah. pushing me, and I Burn really couple, appreciate all that motivation. Thanks, man. It's I'm, I'm here to further barbecue. Brad Orson told me once, you know, I talked to him because you go to one event, and he's got certain sponsors, he's got different sponsors, and I'm like, is it hard to keep track? He's like, honestly, man, I will work with anyone who wants to further barbecue, who wants to make barbecue a bigger thing. And I'm like, that's how I feel, too. Let's that's just, awesome. Let's just get everyone barbecuing. He seems like a super cool dude. He is. He's super cool. Very nice. Yeah. Thanks well, for having me out, man. This was yeah. a lot of fun. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me to your pit, and thanks for yeah. coming and helping out at this event and this waking up at six a.m. and going to the grocery store and getting boxes. What of it's meat all with about? Me. This is like a day in heaven for yeah. me right now. This is probably the biggest cook I've ever done, so I'm excited. High five to that! All right, well let's uh, let me move these cameras around and we'll uh, serve some food. We'll serve some people. Awesome. All right, see you. Thanks. Hey, to come in and meet, man. Y'all to see me eat man, hit on the meat man, y'all to see me eat man. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor, I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef, never catch a muscle green or showing the hell that like a meat on the meat man. Y'all to see me eat man, Woo!